1: We are back. It is September 1. Welcome back to the Ducks Unlimited podcast. I'm I'm here with my host, Dr. Mike Brazier. Mike, how are you?
3: I'm doing well, Chris. And when you say I'm here with my host, you actually mean it. We are in the same room for the first time in what, like six or eight months, but we are physically distanced.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Physically distanced, uh, staying safe. And that's, you know, that's one thing. The first thing that I want to talk to you about, Mike, is kind of explain to our listeners how... All of this, you know, everything changed in the middle of March for us. We've talked about it in our wrap-up show, how, you know, the technicalities of getting this podcast, you know, recorded, produced, everything has changed. But how, from your perspective, how has, has your job changed as a waterfowl scientist with Ducks Unlimited? And what are you foreseeing as far as like conservation and waterfowl? And are you, what are you hearing on the ground? Like what's changed out there since last fall? Uh,
3: to state the obvious, it is certainly a year unlike any other. Uh, Matter of fact, Chris, it just occurred to me as I was, as I was listening to you, the last time I was in this, in this office, in this little, quote, studio where we are, is when our phone started kind of blowing up with cancellation of the NBA season. Mm -hmm. And I think, holy smokes, what's going on? You know, what, what's, what's really the situation out there? And so everything unfolded from there and, and everything changed. And so for me... Um, I, you know, I've been working from home for well since late March, mid March. I, I forget exactly on the date, but I've been working from home. Fortunately, the type of work that I do, uh, I can be effective working from home. So it's it took a, a a bit of time to figure out how to do all the remote meetings and virtual uh, virtual conversations and things of that nature so that was the like most everyone else that's been the biggest challenge you, you could say I certainly haven't been doing as much traveling uh, whenever you're in the field of migratory bird conservation and management it requires you to interact with people all across North America and so that uh, oftentimes requires meeting with those people and so I haven't done as much of that there's some some nice aspects of that I will admit. Uh, so, that has been the biggest change and challenge is just learning how to do this job, uh, helping to conserve and provide science and supportive conservation for a migratory resource remotely. And of course, with all the technology that we have now, we, we've actually done really good in that regard. Um, in terms of changes across the field of waterfowl management, waterfowl conservation, we had some of these conversations earlier. where. For the first time in its 65-year history, we don't have breeding population data, Mm -hmm. uh, at least across the entire breeding area. North Dakota did conduct their survey, um, but I think they may be the only state that did. So, from that standpoint, we're kind of going into the fall and winter season uh, somewhat blind with regard to how uh, certain key ingredients for a, a fall flight may have shaped up earlier this year. Uh, we of course had conversation about that, uh, extended conversation about that. It, you know, in terms of um, in terms of conservation on behalf of what the waterfowl resource, our staff across the country, from what I understand, talking with with people and hearing messages from our leadership, they have been blowing and going. Uh, they have been. Uh, And if anything, they might have even accelerated some of the work that they've, that they've been doing um, because, uh, because of its importance for a number of reasons in light of all the challenges that are affecting broader society and economies. And so those were, a lot of those contracting projects were deemed essential businesses, essential work. And so our folks kept going. So that's the good news, you know, from, from a Ducks Unlimited habitat conservation standpoint, we have continued to do what it is that we do so well, um, and of course that depends on the support of all of our partners as well. So that's kind of where we are now. We're continuing to do that. We're continuing to adapt to this situation of remote work. Um, we are slowly starting to get back into the swing of, of some normal operations, but you know, otherwise it's it's been different so far, and it's going to continue to be different now that we, as we go into the uh, into the hunting season.
1: Yeah, and I think that's one message that. Our audience, our listeners, will probably hear over and over and over again throughout the fall that, you know, when we bring our guests on, that we like we always do, you know, our regional staff, conservation staff, you know, they're probably going to come on and probably reiterate that same message that you just, you know, mentioned is that that conservation work rolled on. I mean, and even like you said, sometimes even at a higher pace than before. So, that's an interesting aspect that Ducks Unlimited's conservation mission uh, continues, continues strong, you know, thanks to great efforts by volunteers, staff out there, you know, obviously on the fundraising side, supporting that as well. We've got some w- much different world, which we'll probably have some guests on to come on and talk about that, you know, the changing aspect of our fundraising. Uh, that, lands- that landscape changed drastically. And they've adapted and there's certain different things out there that we're gonna wanna get out to our audience and let everybody know, hey, do rolling on and it's uh in and, and the mission itself rolls on. So
3: Yeah. And the other thing to say in that regard, Chris, is to and, and we will do this later on as we we have some other people come on and talk about some of those efforts, but just from the two of us, I, I know we extend our thanks to all the members that have continued to participate in those Ducks Unlimited fundraising events. There have been a lot of uh, online raffles, online auctions, virtual auctions. And so, just a, a thank you to all the folks that may be listening to this that have participated in those. And if there are any of you that have not sought those opportunities out and want to want to take advantage of them, um, uh, it shouldn't be too hard to find. I don't have that address right off the top of my head, but you should be able to find that pretty easily. Um, on the DE website, where you can get some of those remote events.
1: Yeah, I think if you start out at ducks.org slash events, that'll get you in the right direction.
3: You and your dog
0: are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why Pro Plan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlantSport.com.
1: We finally made it. As a duck hunter, this is it. You know, that that first time that, that cold breeze changes, you know, cold, the breeze changes to a north wind, I should say. And we know birds are on the move, the fall flight, the expectations. What are you hearing as far as, you know, expectations out there? I don't want you to throw out a, a random, you know, comment, but what are you hearing as far as expectations with a fall flight?
3: I'm going to dodge that question, Chris, Ah! and I'm I'm just going to say, we, uh, I'm going to dodge it because I think uh, this first week we are going to have an episode with Pat Kehoe from Canada, Ducks Unlimited Canada, and he- uh, here recently traveled across the Prairie provinces and did some reconnaissance, habitat reconnaissance, to see how things were shaping up. Of course, people can go back and listen to the previous episodes we've had throughout the summer, uh, as we kind of followed the progression of breeding habitats. Uh, and, and but but now here we are, early September, and we're going to have a more up to date. Uh, update, a mm-hmm. more up-to-date r- report from one of our, our key sources in Prairie Canada, and he's going to be the one to answer that, that question. Perfect. Um, you know, but, I, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll leave it there. A l- little bit of a tease for an episode later this week.
1: Yeah, that's great. And as we introduce season three, um, kicking things off, I mean, our our goal with this season is, uh, you know, to basically bring you the same exact content or similar content in the same manner that, you know, our audience expects Quality information from biologists, from some of our support staff in the region, some of our uh, staff in DU Canada, some of our partners up there, agency partners, uh, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service partners, and Mike's got a great lineup of, of various, very conservation oriented guests that that he'll be bringing to the show. For me, I've got you know some different hunting aspects. The I've got Phil Brzezily. He's going to do some goose gun talk just in September here. Um, I've got Tom Dockin, who from our sponsor Sport Dog, you know, he is going to you know come on the show and talk about some of the Sport Dog products that that he uses and some of the training methods. I mean, he's been a, a retriever trainer for forty five years, so he's going to come on, um, give us some some very enlightening information on retriever training. But you know, I think the consistent theme here is going to be these hunting habitat. Migration updates from, you know, I basically I always just say from some of Mike's friends, but because you know all these guys, but you know I know a lot of them as well. We've got John Pullman. You plan on bringing Dr. Scott Stevens in quite a bit. He's going to be a regular on the show. And from all across Canada, all across the U.S., we're hoping to provide these regional, state by state updates on a regular basis. And these are going to be probably the most timely hunting habitat migration information that you're going to be able to find anywhere. And it's from the source. You know, it's actually from these agency partners. It's going to be from uh, managers at uh, National Wildlife Refuges or just hunters on the ground. So, um, Mike, you've also got a couple really cool shows that, you know, you've kind of, you've pre-recorded, but kind of explain some of the upcoming shows that you've got coming.
3: I'll do that. But first, I want to go back to something you said, is that, This year, of any, is going to be one where people are going to be interested in some of those on-the-ground reports because it Mm -hmm. is such a different year. Uh, We can say, as of right now, we know the U.S.-Canada border is closed until September 21st. I think, if we're being honest, most people expect that closure to be extended. Don't know that for sure, but I think that's a reasonable expectation. So, that basically means that people's plans for traveling to hunt this year are going to be considerably different and that's going to mean a change in some of the patterns of hunter uh, participation on the landscape. We're likely to have more waterfowl hunters out there this year. That's a good thing. We need to all kind of be welcoming of those. I know it's kind of uh, in some cases competition can be a challenge but we need to realize we're all in this for the same reason to support this resource that we all enjoy. So, there's going to be a lot lot of opportunities to welcome some new hunters into our our field here and certainly encourage people to do that. But some of the updates that you referenced, Chris, will provide that on-the-ground perspective of of what we're seeing in regard to additional hunters, perhaps, and hunter success across different parts of the country. So, um, that'll be an interesting aspect of it, unique aspect of it this year, for sure. With with regard to the other, uh, some shows that, that we have lined up, uh, that I've been trying to line up, I think think people are going to find these pretty interesting, one that I'm particularly excited about, and it's not finished yet. It's actually a multi-part series on the history of waterfowl harvest management. We're going to start all the way back in the late 1800s. Uh, go all the way through the 20th century and up to modern day uh, Mm -hmm. where we are. And so, that's going to be probably six or ten episodes of of that from from guests all across the country and all sorts of backgrounds. We're also going to talk about sandhill cranes. I'm trying to line up an an episode on that unique migratory bird, not a waterfowl. But nevertheless, it is a species that many waterfowl hunters pursue. And the opportunities for hunting sandhill cranes is, is expanding mm-hmm. across North America. And so, we're going to bring some of those stories to the folks. Uh, Eastern mallards, that's a topic that continues to be of interest. And so, we have a three-part episode on Eastern mallards and black ducks and genetics that I think will be released sometime in September is the, is the plan. Um, and then, of course, a variety of other research insights uh, f- from from our partners, some of the graduate students that are actually doing this important research that helps fuel our conservation efforts. We're going to connect with those people as well. So, uh, And and then a host of other things beyond that, many of which we haven't identified yet, but uh, a lot of those, uh, some, some others that we have, and I'm probably forgetting right now. So, it's an exciting lineup.
1: Yeah, it is. And, and you know, I think uh, along with myself, I'm sure most people in our audience are, are just pleased that we're getting back to fall. And, you know, you kind of mentioned a, a few of the changes, you know, changes in travel. Um, you know, this duck season is certainly going to be much different than others. You know, I've talked to people who, you know, always, have always gone to Canada. They're not going. Um, some of them have changed their plans to a different U.S. destination. Some of them have outright canceled So, you're going to see a lot of that. There's going to be probably a lot more people that are staying closer to home this season, which means that, you know, like you said, those those migration habitat hunting reports are going to to really become, you know, the most important information that they hear. And, you know, I do have an episode coming up on the Ducks Unlimited migration map. Um, That'll be interesting to see how some changes there, um, see what we can see, You know, as far as participation within the map and how that correlates with the various differences of, like you mentioned, maybe there's new hunters, you know, maybe, you know, we're seeing a lot more people. Hopefully there's just going to be a lot more people out there buying federal duck stamps.
3: And being hip registered. There you go.
1: Yeah, we can go back to season two. Everyone can catch up on their hip registration. Season one and two, I think. Go ahead and knock those out before the season. As we're excited about season three kicking off here, I just want to remind all of our listeners that you can reach out to the DU Podcast at dupodcast at ducks.org via email, or you can visit our website at ducks.org slash podcast to get updates on how different various things that we've got going on. We may even have some giveaways this fall, so keep your eyes on that. Uh, We'll be sure to announce it. You can also download, rate, and review the DU podcast anywhere you get your podcast. That really helps us out a lot. Uh, Mike, do you have anything to add to this?
3: Well, it's, uh, I'll just echo what you said, Chris. It is absolutely great to be back into the fall season. Uh, It's something that we have all looked forward to. We have a ton of content, what, like four episodes a week on average, something like that. Absolutely. So, So buckle up. Uh, it's going to be a lot of information coming to you and we are delighted to be bringing it to you. And yeah, thanks for your support of the podcast, share it with all your friends.
1: Awesome, Mike. This is going to be a great season. This whole fall is going to be a great ride and we hope everyone out there is ready. First of all, I'd like to thank my co-host, Dr. Mike Brazier, for bringing us fantastic information week in and week out on the DU podcast. I'd like to thank our producer, Clay Baird, for doing an awesome job. And I'd like to thank you, the listener, for joining us on the DU podcast, uh, making this the program that it is now and for supporting wetlands conservation.